This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Bet Rivers Betting Weekly English Premier League podcast. Looking forward to another cracking show with these two cracking gentlemen. Joining me first up, Nigel Seeley. How are you, sir? How are you, Harry? That's more important. He wanted to get there ahead of Jack. I'm good. I'm good. Arsenal <laughs> top of the Premier League. What more could you want in life than that? And uh, your priorities are right. I thought you'd say the kids are doing well at school. <laughs> um, the missus is, is, is doing well. But no, Arsenal top of Premier League. Well done, mate. Cheers. Perfect. No, I'm good. I'm good. All good. If you'd asked me on another day, I might have said about the kids, but they kept me up all night last night. So I'm not, oh. I'm not their biggest fan at the oh, moment. Okay. <laughs> uh, also joining us, uh, Jack Wright. How are you, mate? I know you've been uh, fighting a, a bit of an illness this week. Good to see you up and about. Yeah, I wouldn't miss it for the world, obviously. I'm a sick bed and here I go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, luckily this is remote, really, isn't it? But uh, no, all good, mate. All good. Yeah, looking forward to another weekend of, of uh, Premier League action uh, after the midweek. Uh, well, we're still in the middle of it, aren't we? Still got a couple of games left to go yet. But um, yeah, I've got nothing else to say to you, unfortunately. Nigel's already stolen the thunder. Was, I, I think it was a tough card, wasn't it, midweek? We didn't do very well. But it, I, it was quite a tough card. And I looked at the Premier League this weekend, and I thought this weekend looked like a tough card. I found two or three yeah. that I like. But I thought yeah. generally this week and midweek have been really some tough fixtures, actually. So um, I'll let you know after tonight's game, yeah. as far as this midweek's concerned. But um, no, I, I thought the same this week. And I thought um, pretty tough. So a couple of my picks are a little bit off-piste, didn't they? They've gone, gone down a different route rather than trying to pick out who's going to win. So... We'll, um, we'll look to see if we can get some winners on that side of it. Definitely. We'll get into those in just a second. Let's quickly bring you an update uh, on the league table, the betting weekly what? handicappers league table. No. And uh, we're in fourth uh, at the moment on a profit of uh, plus 245. Uh, we were, we've, we've slumped down a little bit off the back of the last few days, but uh, Nigel, we're still on the right track. We're still in the Champions League spot. Yeah, we're in the Arsenal position, aren't we? Fourth. You know, that's the Arsenal Wenger position, I think, there, the EPL, plus, uh, plus 245. I mean, it's all very close, though. I mean, you, one one week you have a bad week and you slip down and then you have another good week and you, you, you move up very quickly. So they're all pretty much around, you know, from the, the French boys leading the way down to Serie A, they're all pretty much around sort of uh, level stakes and a little bit in profit, a little bit behind. So any one of those ones can sort of move up. But uh You'll see them improving as the season goes on. And as I've said to you on this show before, I never really start betting heavily on the Premier League myself personally until around about the beginning of November. So now we're looking at some uh, some heavy signs. My dog's just jumped on my lap. That's why you can see. But uh, yeah, so that's really... Um, so now's the time where I really start betting quite heavily. So hopefully we should move up a little bit. Brilliant stuff indeed. Good to see the EFL boys are doing well as well. And Jack, part of that as well? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a good, good week. Um, midweek this week so um, obviously QPR came good for me last night which uh, will please um, Nigel as much as Mick Beal staying so happy days 
Yeah, I like I like QPR. I, I mentioned you in the WhatsApp chat. I know you boys are going to film the the EFL show, but uh, if you're looking for a bet outside the Premier League, I thought QPR evens to beat Wigan was a was a cracking bet, which I've taken a yeah. bit to of this morning of this morning. So, an extra tip there for me on the EFL for you. We'll be yeah, sure yeah. to mention it. Good stuff. Right, let's dive in then uh, to this weekend's picks. Uh, let's start with you, Nigel. Uh, Manchester City versus Brighton. Yeah, I mean, the one thing you will say about Manchester City, obviously, they didn't put in their best performance of the season last week against Liverpool, lost 1-0 at Anfield. Um, felt they were a little bit unlucky to lose the game, but uh, it was a great watch, especially in the second half. It was a really good end-to-end game. Um, the one thing I would always say about Manchester City and Pep Guardiola as a, as a general basis is whenever they have a setback, they come back the following week and they, they really do the business. Um, they've dropped points uh, this season in two draws. Uh, one of them was Aston Villa, I think it was, and the other one was uh, Newcastle. And the following week, they come back and won really convincingly 4 or 5 nil. And I feel that Brighton here are, uh, are going to be the lamb to the slaughter. I really do. I think Man City will put the put the, 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 the everything into beating them. And when they do hit goals, they tend to win 3 or 4 nil in games like this. Um, the Looking at the betting on it, though, I mean, Man City are like minus $5 favourites, which is very, very low, as we would expect to see at home to Brighton. So instead of betting Man City to win the game or, or betting them on the, on the Asian handicap or something like that, one of my favourite markets, which I've mentioned in this show many, many times, is, is betting these big favourites sometimes to win to nil. Uh, and Bet Rivers are the one of the only bookmakers in America that actually offer this market. And it's one of my favourite markets. So it's a nice way to get with these big, big sides. And if you look at Manchester City this season, they, they, they've been a lot better defensively than they have in seasons gone by. Um, in three matches, I wouldn't say that Brighton are on a similar uh, level of these teams. They're a little bit better, but they're not far off. Bournemouth, they won 4-0 Man City. Southampton, they won 4-0 at home. And Nottingham Forest, they won 6-0. So those three games against teams sort of a little bit less level than Brighton. But I think Bradford, Brighton, without Graham Potter, are going backwards rather than forwards currently. So they're, they're, they're around that kind of level and they, they've won them all to nil. Um, if you look at this fixture in the Premier League, the last five times that Brighton have gone to Manchester City, they've lost every single game and they've lost to nil. They haven't scored and they've lost every single game. Man City are wounded after the defeat against Liverpool. Haaland will want to come back firing and I can see Man City winning this 4-5 nil, really. Uh, Man City to win to nil is minus 108. So it's almost even money, Man City to win to nil. Minus $5 for them to win the match. It, to me... The, 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 it's a huge difference on the on the on the two odds, and one one offers for tremendous value. If you look at Brighton under their new manager, they haven't won a game under him. They're really missing Graham Potter. As I said, I think they're going backwards rather than forwards. They create chances. We know they're the kings of the XG, but they don't <laughs> deliver on the pitch. And if you look in their last three matches in the Premier League, they haven't scored a goal, and that is a big big concern for Brighton. When they don't score goals, they're in pro- they've got problems. And and I think going to Man City, lower confidence in attacking ability. A manager who's already under pressure, following in a great man in Graham Potter. No wins in his games in charge. And Man City wounded. Um, I can see this being a very, very tough afternoon. And Man City to win to nil. And minus 108 is probably not only my best pick uh, in this game. I think it's probably the best pick for me in the Premier League this weekend. Nice one. Uh, Let's move over to Jack. Uh, You've gone for the game between Nottingham Forest versus Liverpool. You mentioned in the intro that you've gone for some slightly different types of picks this week and, and this is certainly one of them it is yeah I'm, I'm not um again Liverpool massive odds on favorites here so we're not gonna 
go with that. This is a, an early kickoff, uh, so it's uh, seven thirty Eastern time, um, and it's like a lunchtime kickoff in the UK, which is not a, f- a favourite time slot of uh, Jurgen Klopp. He's uh, talked about that a few times before, so he'll he'll be bristling as he has been of recent days as well. So um, I'm going on the cards market here. Over three and a half cards in it at minus 104. Um, let's say, I'm not quite sure what we'll get with, with as far as the result, and that's concerned. I expect Liverpool to win, but obviously we know what Forrest are doing at the moment. One win, six points in 11 games. I, I think they'll be generally disappointed. I think expectation was quite high that they would be at least mid-table this time of season and it's just not panned out anywhere like what they expected it to be I know the fans went with a lot of confidence into this season um, and it's just been fallen really flat for them um, have Liverpool turned the corner as Nigel mentioned obviously a fantastic result for them last weekend beating Man City followed up with a, another win to nil against West Ham maybe a little bit fortunate with a missed penalty but um, I think all in all deserved the win in that one um, one thing for sure we will get is a good atmosphere at the city ground, Nottingham. So, you know, the fans are still behind it. I think they are still enjoying it. And uh, that's been a consistent from the start. And certainly when one of the big boys comes to visit, we know the crowd get up for it. And I think that's inspiring the players, if not in getting results, but certainly to be flying into the tackles, certainly to be having a bit of a, a feisty game. And I, I expect that to be, be the case in this one. Um, Forest have changed their style a little bit in the last couple of games. They have gone a little bit more cautious, a little bit more defensive to try and kind of keep things a bit tighter, a um, bit more compact. I'm not 100% certain it's working. You look at the results and, and it possibly looks like it is. Um, obviously, got a nil-nil draw with Brighton, but allowed Brighton 19 shots. We've already gone through their issues as far as um, you know, like scoring goals are concerned. 70% possession. So do that against Liverpool and I think they'll be in trouble. But um the main thing is they picked up 30 yellow cards this season, which is more than anyone else, uh, Forrest. 17 of those at home, which I think is a result of the fans getting like getting the uh, getting the team pumped up. Um, and again, say against Liverpool, I think they'll be looking to try and break Liverpool, um, break up the play, be a little bit kind of niggly, a little bit dirty with with, with their um, kind of tackles and, and professional stuff going on, and basically look to stop Liverpool at all costs. Um, the referee's Paul Tierney. He's shown more yellow cards than any any other referee in the Premier League. Um, eight games so far this season, 37 yellow cards and two red cards. Um, he's shown four or more, which is the line here, like we said, over three and a half. So four or more he has shown in seven of eight. He loves to get his cards out. So given the, the elements of, of, say, Forest, what they've picked up so far, given that they're going to have to try and bring Liverpool down to that level a little bit, and I think with the players for Forest, they're not quite sure who's going to be playing from one week to the next. So if they get a chance, I think they might. I think one of the problems is they're trying a little bit too hard, possibly, um, to make a bit of an impact. But um, all those things together, I'm happy with the cards angle into this one at a nice price. Just, just one thing. I just want to mention on that. I mean, uh, he, all the stats there are all, all fantastic. All the work from Jack is, 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 is on the cards is fantastic. But I, um, I worked in the spread betting business and doing cars like i worked in it for like 15 years 10 years and so the the tendency in these games is 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 great and when the high tempo comes and the atmosphere is brilliant right but if if the favorites go two nil up or Mm. or, or three nil up everything drops the 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 levels drop so for for this bet to really really have a great run if forest can go one nil up and you can get this in play or it's nil nil for long periods of time that's you know that will even enhance his play but the Mm. only caveat for that is is obviously if new liverpool 
go two or three nil up, then the game pretty much becomes a non-event very, very quickly. So uh, that is just a little bit word of caution. That, that's not it's missing anything about the pick. But if you ever play this market and you see a very heavy favourite, Liverpool are like minus three fifty to win away from mm-hmm. home. Very, very heavy favourite. There'll probably be a two goal favourite, one point seven five goal favourite. If they go three or four nil up the last half an hour, and there won't be a tackle. You know, we saw that when Liverpool played Rangers the other week, the, the bookings were really, really high in that game before match. Half-time, really, really high. Suddenly, second half, the last 25 minutes was an exhibition match. Nothing happened, apart from Liverpool scoring many goals. It was proved very costly to me. But uh, just, uh, just a word of caution in any bookings market, whenever mm-hmm. you play that, it, when you've got a big, big favourite, if the game goes very well in their favour and they go into a commanding lead, you tend to find that the bookings fall. Let's move on uh, to the next game. Uh, it's a game that you've both uh, noted down. It's a game that you're both interested in. Uh, it's the game between Graham Potter's Chelsea, who were held to a draw at Brentford last night at the time of recording, and Manchester United, who absolutely thumped Tottenham Hotspur last night. I'll come to you first, Nigel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a fascinating encounter. I was hoping that you guys would would look into this one and would, would come up to, to the table with picks from this particular game, because I personally can't say how this one's going to go so uh, where are you at Nigel? Um, it's two teams that I think the, the jury's still out where they are obviously Manchester United have, have had a couple of big wins against some big teams but generally I'm still not convinced by them against the, the lesser size they seem to raise their game against the bigger opposition I got that game completely wrong against Tottenham I thought Tottenham would, would do something they did nothing and the one thing about Manchester United this season they look a lot well, especially in recent weeks they look very very solid defensively very unlike Manchester United in the last season, and he's shored up that defence. He's made some tough decisions, obviously involving Ronaldo, and and they seem to be working from at the moment. Um, Chelsea under Potter have just gone back to what the system was when Tuchel first came in. When Tuchel first came in, he made that they're virtually impossible to to concede against. Their defence was the best in European football. He's made a brave decision with the goalkeeper. He's put Kepa back in goal. Um, and he's changed it up again defensively there. And this time around, you know, you say it's a fascinating game and, you, and it is a fascinating game. You say it's a big game. It's probably the biggest game in the Premier League this weekend. But from a pu- purist point of view, I think it's going to be a not a very entertaining game. I I, I, I like the under, uh, the goals here. I'm really surprised that under two and a half goals in this match is plus 108. I've thought the under would be around about minus 120 and the over would be the plus money. Uh, the overs the favourite, and I think the overs the favourite for one reason is I think that the the public money bets overs in big games like this. Chelsea, Man United. I just watch the game sat, Sunday lunchtime. We'll sit and watch it, and we'll have a bet and cheer goals. I don't think that's the right thing to do here. If you look at Chelsea this under Potter, unbeaten in seven games, they haven't conceded a goal in their last five. Man United haven't conceded a goal in their last three, and both of them rock solid defensively. And I would argue that without Ronaldo. This season, I know it's probably it's a, it's. I think it's the right decision because he's not playing well. But I think with, when Ronaldo doesn't play, that does rule uh, take a lot of the the goal prospects of Manchester United away. Even though he's not in the greatest of form, he's still a threat from set pieces. He's still a threat from doing one bit of magic. So a Man United side without Ronaldo in it is better for an unders better than a Man United side with Ronaldo in it, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Even though he's not playing well, so I think defenses will be on top here. Uh, I haven't bought the nil-nil detector out for a few months, but um, the nil-nil <laughs> detector is definitely charging up with a view to to get going again in this game. Um, and I like under two and a half goals. I, I, I'm just really, really surprised that under two and a half goals is plus 108. I think that is the wrong way around. I think the minus 
money should be the under and the plus money should be over. I don't think it's going to be very, very exciting at all. And I think whoever goes 1-0 up, or if, if there is a goal in the game, I think they'll be very confident they can hold the other team out. Jack, you've also got, as mentioned, the pick in this game as well, but you're going down the cards route again. Uh, yeah. Talk us through this one. Yeah, I think I agree there. That was the unders was on the shortlist for me as well, but I ended up going with cards. It's quite a high line. It's four and a half this one. Um, but uh, like we, we talked about there, it is a big clash. It's fourth v fifth. I expect it to be quite tight, feisty. There's a bit of history with this game as well. So um, uh, thinking more of the same, really, to be fair. Um, no real love lost between the two either. And, and the two of the top three sides for cards in the Premier League this season. So both average at least three cards a game. Chelsea at home have picked up three, two and a red, four and two cards. Man United, four, three, three and one. So seven yellow cards in this last season. It says it all, really. I, I, again, I expect it to be really tight, really cagey. And therefore, that should induce plenty of cards in this one. Both sides with their eyes, obviously, on the top four. So players all over the pitch that love a tackle. Players all over the pitch that like getting in the referee's face as well. Um, looking at just United side, you've got Casemiro, Fred, McTominay might get some game time in this one. Martinez, Bruno, Dalot, Shaw. That's like virtually a full full 11 that could all get a card in this. Um, and uh, I say also because it should be tight, that then brings into play the time-wasting element. If it's like nil-nil, they're happy with a point or one-nil, so on and so forth. So pretty decent. Stuart Atwell's the referee. He's the second best referee as far as cards are concerned underneath Tierney, we mentioned a minute ago. 20 yellow cards, two red cards in his five games. Um, and he's refereed both sides already. Showed four yellow cards to uh, United at Brentford and two yellow cards and a red when Chelsea were at Leeds. So a bit of history there as well. But yeah, I fancy it. Four and a half cards is the play for me on that one. Nice one. Uh, Nigel, let's come back to you at Leeds take on Fulham at the weekend. Um, you've gone uh, under goals in Chelsea, Man United, but you see this one differently. Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, Fulham are the, are the, are the go-to team for the overbetters, and both teams have scored betters in the Premier League this season. I mean, last week in the Bournemouth game, we cashed on the over, you know, after 20, what was it? The 1-1 one, one after 10 minutes. I think we got it in yeah. the first half quite easily. Um, and again, I just I just find that Fulham are being a little bit overrated on these goal markets, underrated on these goal markets. I mean, over two and a half goals here is minus 136, which is obviously a lot lower than, than what some of the traditional games, but I think on the stats it should be even lower than that. Nine of the last nine of Fulham's ten Premier League games this season have cashed over two and a half goals. Nine of those games, both teams have scored. Yes, um, Leeds against Arsenal. I thought they were extremely unlucky not to get something from the game. They created so many chances, and Patrick Bamford had a, had a day to forget. But Bamford will convert. I mean, you've got to remember that everyone remembers how many goals Patrick Bamford misses or, or good opportunities he misses. But two seasons ago, he was what, third top goal scorer in the Premier League, something like 16 or 17 goals. I mean, it's a good record. And, and when he's in the side, he's a clever player. He creates chances. He, he gives them a little bit of focus. It was just a bad day at the office. I know he gets a lot of crit, crit, criticism and, and some of these fans have been very vocal in the last couple of days. But I, I think... Yeah, I'd want him. I'd want him in my team rather than play against him. I think he's a clever player, and I think Leeds will create chances, and and I think they'll they will they will score. Um, so Fulham give up loads of chances. They give up loads of opportunities. We all know that Mitrovic is is, is prolific in games like this. We all know that they're a very young attacking side. Uh, they have no fear wherever they go. They've been a breath of fresh air in the Premier League this season, and I think Leeds on their then on their on their metrics are going to come really good very very soon. I think they're going to. 
it's all going to come together. And at home, it's a it's an electric atmosphere, and the, the their fans will be demanding a performance, and they'll be demanding a, a, a victory. And I think we'll see an entertaining game here. Um, I think both teams will score, yes. I think over two and a half goals, yes. I would even probably lean towards over three and a half goals. But for my official play, I'm just going to go very simple. It cashed for us last week in Fulham matches. In Fulham matches season, everyone's been cashing on over two and a half goals. I'm going to go over two and a half goals, minus 136. Fantastic. Uh, Jack, let's come back to you uh, for your final pick. Another interesting game between Tottenham and Newcastle. Tottenham have received quite a bit of stick today off the back of their performance at Old Trafford and they face another test in a Newcastle United side that could be pushing for Europe. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're keeping on going, aren't they? And they're sort of sneaking up on the on the blind side a little bit. And I'm, I'm going to take Tottenham on here with this one. Um, Newcastle plus half a goal at minus 118 is the bet. Um, and yeah, I watched that Spurs-Man United game last night and I was really disappointed with Spurs. I thought they were so poor and they kind of kept it in the game. Somehow it was nil-nil at half-time. Um, what, 19 shots, I think, that... Um, Larice faced and most of them on target as well. So um, 28 in total and um, double figure on target. Uh, it was it was so poor. And I think one of the main things is that once they went a goal down, it never looked like they were going to change their game plan or, or, or like get back into the game. It was just wave after wave, more of the same. Um, the one thing that would would kind of concern me if I was a Spurs fan was the fact that. Um, Conte just seems to sort of raise the white flag a little bit when they when they they fall fall a goal down or they're in trouble in these games. Um, and you look at the sides that they've they've lost to this season. Now, obviously, Man United, but they lost to Arsenal already, and were fortunate to get a point against Chelsea. Those big games, they just seem to be falling short. And he also admitted that after the game last night, saying that every time we play a high level game, and we struggle, not the best signal to be sending out to his his players or. or always fans but I think possibly a signal going further up into the boardroom and saying I need a bit more money but um, look they've won all their home games so they're strong there um, which does obviously give us a little bit of risk in the bet but like I said at the prices and with the odds and against Newcastle I'm prepared to take that on you look at the size they're beating nothing impressive there beating Everton beating Leicester beating Fulham Wolves and Southampton so out of those you'd say that Fulham are probably the best they're beating and that's that's realistically a mid-table side a newly promoted side so not nothing earth shattering there Brighton and Forest they're, they're beating away from home so and we've already mentioned that was Brighton under a new manager so not um not too sure how relevant that one is um, and Forest in the relegation zone so I've not really been impressed with them at all I've been impressed with the results they've got but as far as the performances and play I've not really been that impressed from what I've seen I've seen them against Leicester where they smashed them but that was Leicester who were all over the place saw them against Wolves and we all know about Wolves and uh, and and they were lucky they were lucky that it was Wolves they were playing because I think they could have been out you know out of the game at half time if it had been a side that could score goals um as far as Newcastle are concerned they've only been beaten once this season that was at Liverpool that was in the 98th minute, so they were very unlucky with that one. Um, and they are playing very well. They've, they've carried on last season's form. Eddie Howe's done a fantastic job there. Um, I think they've gone about things the right way. They've got players like Almerin, who's stepped up, who um, not one of the showbiz names that they've got, but is, is performing, scoring goals now and, and creating assists. So it's all good. We know they've got Wilson, fit. He's a handful. He'll cause a problem for that Tottenham back line. Gimarash, I love watching. Fantastic player. Alanson Maximan's injured, but might get a bit of game time in this one. I think he's close to coming back. So they've all got all the, the tools there that they can go and cause 
Spurs problems. It'll be an interesting clash of styles here. I think Newcastle will go front foot and look to go and take the game to Spurs. And we know Spurs are happy to soak it up and look to hit him on the break. But Newcastle can get a couple of goals up here. Then um, we're obviously in, in the money with that. Um, only last weekend, a comparable fixture. Obviously, Newcastle went to Old Trafford, played Man United, drew 0-0. Bit unlucky, hit the bar a couple of times. There were some decent chances in it, but that was a far, far better performance than the one that we saw from Spurs last night at the same venue against the same team. So um, they're tough to beat. They're playing with confidence. They're playing with momentum, and um, I'm taking them on the plus plus handicap here. Brilliant stuff. Uh, let's round off uh, the guys' plays then. Let's round them up. Let's have a look at what the guys have gone for. Uh, so Nigel's gone for Manchester City to beat Brighton to nil. That's at minus 108. He's gone for Chelsea and Manchester United uh, to produce under two and a half goals. That's at plus 108. Leeds versus Fulham. Nigel's gone for over two and a half goals, and that's at minus 136. Uh, Jack's picks are as follows. Nottingham Forest versus Liverpool. Over three and a half cards at minus 104. Chelsea versus Manchester United over four and a half cards. That's at minus 114. And he's gone for Tottenham versus Newcastle plus a half at minus 118. So some interesting picks from the guys there. And fingers crossed we can continue uh, to climb up the uh, betting handicappers table. Uh, anything to add uh, from either one of you before we, uh, before we uh, say farewell? No, it's just another busy week of, of football action. A uh, huge amount of uh, content on the Bet Rivers Network. Um, Steve and uh, James obviously leading the way with the French League Liga. Uh, that's available on YouTube. Obviously, there's some great uh, tennis tournaments coming up. Uh, uh, myself and Sean Calvert are in the, and we're going to Paris uh, next week or the week after. And on Thursday, next week, Thursday, um, I will be in Portugal for the Portuguese Golf with Simon Holden. So if you enjoyed the content when we were over there for the uh, for the uh, Prague Golf, we're in Portugal next week uh, for the weekend uh, doing that for Bet Rivers. So all, all good at the moment. I was getting a bit worried about you. You'd been in the UK a little bit too long. Oh, no, been no, for no, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, it just, I've got a lot of work going on at the house, so I, I need to stay in. But uh, yeah. all, all, all systems go for Qatar, my, my friend. I've got my ticket today. My England v. America ticket arrived today. So oh, wow. uh, all ready for that. All ready for that. And the concerts, oh, that, that's one thing we've got to talk about before we go. The studio's book for November the 11th when we're filming all our World Cup future content. Uh, and we've got uh, some huge amount of stuff in the build-up to the World Cup, which is going to be absolutely sensational. Make sure you're subscribed to the Bet Rivers YouTube channel and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast in audio format and that way you'll never miss anything. Make sure your notifications are turned on and be sure to follow the app because we win handle as well, uh, which is taken care of by all of our handicappers and there'll be some great content from the stadiums as well. Uh, yeah, that's it. We'll be back very, very soon with more. Until next time, take care of yourselves and keep cashing those tickets. All the best. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network.